0: Welcome to the Faith Renew Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at FaithRenew.org. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus you do this if you would, man? I want you to just connect with somebody in the room real quick. We're just going to pray and um, just uh, ask the Holy Spirit today just to speak to every person in this room right now. Father, thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your Word. And God, I pray our hearts to be open to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Are there, are there any overcomers in this room? Amen. Amen. A few of you guys are pretty excited about becoming overcomers. I love it, man. We are in a series uh, called Overcome, and how many knows Jesus is the ultimate overcomer? Yeah. He's the one, and uh, and that's who we continue to point people towards the the gospel, the good news of Jesus. That He did this for us. He got on the cross and died in our place, died for our sins. He's gonna He returned to heaven one day. He's gonna come again. And we can spend eternity with Him. How incredibly cool is that? Amen. It's so good. But we are overcomers because of Him, and so. Uh, we have been dealing with I'm, I'm some stuff. I'm just going to put it that way. We've been dealing with some stuff in uh, this series. It's been a while, man. I hope you've been tuned in. If you haven't been with us, I encourage you to go to the podcast, listen to these messages. There have been some incredible testimonies and stories, some powerful things that God has done. We've been dealing with things and learning how to overcome things like rejection and depression, anxiety, uh, sexual sin, brokenness. Uh, last week in this house, we talking about we just got through singing about giants falling. We watched the giant of the Goliath fall in this house. The giant of fear fell, and there were people set free from fear. It was so cool, and I love it when we see God do His thing, man. It's just been beautiful. And today, I want to deal with another giant. Now, it's a little bit different, and uh, He works in a little bit different way. But I want to deal with the giant today of complacency. Yeah, uh, we're gonna t- today. We're gonna overcome complacency, and I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know, uh, this is not like fun for me today. That I'm, I'm gonna be speaking and sharing the, some of the things and saying some of the stuff. It's not like I'm. You get a lot of joy out of saying some of these things. And I, I posted on my social media this week. I was like, man, this may be the most important message in this series. And, uh, and last night, Angel was like, so I saw your post. Like, you're excited that you're about the to message tomorrow. And I was like. Not really. <laughs> not really. That's not I'm not really excited about it, but I know this is what he has said. And so I I love it when he speaks and I love what his word does for us And so we're seeing things and 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 we're growing in this series called overcome and today We have to deal with this this giant We have to deal with this this thing called Complacency that will sneak in and slide into our life and he will work his way in and I want you to know that this giant Is just as destructive as as Goliath Come on, he's just as destructive. Now, he may not get on the battlefield and yell and scream at you and cuss your God and cuss you and let you know he's there, but he is just as dangerous. Maybe more so. I believe it's a lot easier to fight a giant than when you know he's there. I think it's a lot easier to find a giant that you recognize and you know how he works. But this is a subtle giant. This is a giant that will work his way in. And and just because he may not make his presence known and may not announce that he's there, how many knows he's just as real? And so today we have to learn how to do this, overcome complacency. So we've looked at Scripture, and I, again, this has never taught this, preached this passage in this light. This is normally one of those passages that you use a lot of times around New Year's, and you're encouraging people to forget the past year, step into a new year, and you're like, hey. And people like, will like, say amen a lot of times because it's pretty good stuff. But he's speaking into a little bit different light today, and I, I want us to grab hold of this today. And I want to give you a few things today to overcome complacency. And again, it's his word, so it's good and it's true, and it will work in our life. But Philippians chapter three, verse thirteen and fourteen is where we'll find these. And the very first thing that we need to do to overcome complacency in our life is this: that we have to stop looking back. Hmm. Come on, we have to stop looking back. He said, forgetting those things which are behind. Now, we just learned this morning that we're just celebrating that this is a move, that we're in a move right now, that God is working presently in this place. And we have to grab hold of and step in the river as what was spoken just a few moments ago as he moves. But this is one of the things that can happen when you're in a presence and a move of God and he's at work. A lot of times what we can do is this, look back to previous moves. And it's it's probably one of the most greatest hindrances to the present move of God is the previous one. It's because people may want to look back and even reflect on it. We've heard incredible overcome stories in in this series. It's been amazing what we've seen God do and how we have celebrated those things. And it's something important that every person who got up here and who spoke and began to share things that they've overcome, every one of those people realized, I can no longer look back and stay there anymore we're talking about people who have uh, deep into some stuff but they had to realize I can't keep looking back to that and a lot of times we relate that only to the bad things oh man I can't keep looking back yes I messed up and yes I struggle so I've got to quit looking at that man God's got something greater and that's true but this thing works with the good just in the same light that it works with the bad People don't understand this, and this is what the enemy will do because he's not going to get out there and and yell at you and tell you he's there. He'll slide in real easy. And and I love it, and I I praise God for where we're at right now, and I'm thankful for what we're doing, and we should celebrate what we're doing. We should celebrate what God has done. But we're, we're excited that we're no longer where we used to be. But you know something, if we just continue to stay and just celebrate that we're no longer where we used to be, we can't take us to where he's called us to be. We can't step into everything that he has. It's real easy to get complacent. It's real simple, real easy to get comfortable. It's amazing. We're we're in a move of God in in, in this place, and it's wild. And and this has been like it's an important year for us as a church. And and we're seeing God do some incredible stuff, and I'm just excited about some of the things that are happening, some of the things we've we've announced that, man, we're praying and, and looking at land and asking God to reveal that to us and show us what the next step is. But you know what would be so easy? to get comfortable right where we're at. We're about to pay this place off, man. This is pretty cool. It's like, you know, that's like, that's awesome. How, as a pastor, it's like incredible, like, man, to be able to just say, like, man, we're debt free. That's like incredible. Come on, man, that is awesome. And that's exciting. And and it's so cool. And it's so cool to be able to, like, to pastor a church of people that I actually like. (laughs) I'm serious, man. That's awesome. There's a lot of people don't have that. And I'm telling you, man, I know a lot of pastors that don't like the people they get up in front of and speak to each week. I like y'all. And some people say, well, you got to love me, but you don't necessarily have to like me. I actually like the people in this church. And I'm like, man, I could just kind of get comfortable with you guys. You know what we could do? We could just come in here and just get real complacent and real comfortable and say, man, we love each other. This thing's awesome, man. We're debt free, man. We can just sit back and relax, and we can just get real chill. Or we can say this, there are still giants that need to be slain. There are still people out there that need Jesus. There are still people out there that need to be healed and set free. Now, we have a choice to make. We can get real comfortable and real complacent, or we can continue to pursue a step into what God has for us today. Come on. What we have to do, we have to make this decision that we're no longer just going to look back. And it's been good. It's been a good journey. I'm excited. I look back and I'm like, man, this is awesome. This is cool. This is good. And just celebrate it. And then miss what he's doing right now and what he wants to do tomorrow. So we cannot allow that to take place. Samson did this. Samson was one of those guys. He was out slaying giants, taking out entire armies. He got real relaxed in the lap of Delilah. Before you knew it, he said he got up to go destroy the enemy and he did not even recognize and realize that the spirit had departed from him. We cannot, you have to, we have to guard this and, and what will happen because this is what it does. This is what it did in his life. Complacency will eventually lead you to Captivity. And it'll bring you to a place of bondage. And we saw Samson that was bound and held up and tied up. And so we have to do this. We have to pursue him, continue to press into him, continue to move into the things that God has. And so we have to ask ourselves questions like, man, do I still pursue him the same way today as I pursued him in the beginning? Am I still as in love with him right now as I've always been? Or are we looking back? I've sat down with people, man, I've been in church a long time. And I've sat down with people, man, and good hearts, and I've even said things myself, man, you remember when God did this? I mean, I celebrate it, and we should. But man, if all we continue to do is just celebrate that, we'll miss what he's doing. And what he's wanting to do and where he wants to take us to. So we have to continue to be mindful and be open and our hearts turn towards him. And this, this thing is you look back at the good and the bad. If that's where you stay, if you continue looking behind you, you're going to have a wreck. You're going to fall. It's gonna, if something's going to happen, use those little mirrors on your cars to just glance into and just look into the rear view. You don't drive looking at that thing the whole time. Come on, you don't just continually look behind you. You don't continue to look in that direction. You, you look back, you, you, you glimpse back, but, man, you don't stay there. You don't continue down that path, so we have to stop looking back. second thing he said to do is this. We have to start reaching forward. Amen. He said we have to start reaching forward. He said reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I used to actually look at this as a future tense thing. That's how, that's how I viewed this for a long time, that, that I'm going I'm to look forward to what's ahead, to what is coming. That's not what this verse is even saying. It's wild. Study it. Spend some time that, that you'll begin to see where this is actually a picture of something that's presently taking place. And he's saying this, you have to, you have to reach and pursue a, the actual picture here of what this is being said. It's a picture of a person who is running and who is straining and who is using like every muscle to get into and step into the next level. It's wild, man. And that is, that is a thing that is happening right now. That's something that you have to be doing in this moment. But you know what will happen real quick if you're not careful? You sit back and say, Man, I'm good where I'm at. Some some of us were worshiping and and, and, and giving God glory. Some people, the enemy put stuff in your mind like, Dan, this is ridiculous. This is too much. And God's saying stuff like, Man, you can't worship me enough. Come on, this is true stuff. Let's just be real. I told you some serious stuff. We're gonna get be honest. Some of us were, were in this room and we were saying stuff like, Man, I used to feel what maybe that person was feeling down the road. I don't sense that anymore. What's wrong with me? You know what happens? It's real easy. We get complacent, we get comfortable. You know, we, we, we look at David, and we just got up here last week, man, preached about a teenage boy who got up, man, with a sling and a stone and threw that thing and took out Goliath, man, took his head off. And it was incredible, man. David, man, this little dude, this little teenager, standing up in front of a 9-foot, nine 9-inch nine giant. It ain't too far down the road. We see him laid up, committing adultery, committing murder, Treason, just to name a few. You know what happens? It didn't happen overnight for David. That wasn't just one of those things that one moment he was like, everything's all good. And he was like, you know what I'm going to do today? Bathsheba. I said that. See, because the, the enemy doesn't work that way. Yeah. See, that messed with some of y'all. Though. You're in church. That's what the state, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Dude, that's what happened in the Bible. Hey, you, you know what took place for David? This is what took place for David. Let's read it. Second Samuel chapter 11. This is what happened with David. It was a slippery slope. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, a lot of this gets overlooked. We talk about, man, David saw Bathsheba. David went out there, and he killed Uriah, and he, he brought in committed treason, and all that stuff's true. But you know where that began? Complacency. Because verse 1 said in, in chapter 11 of 2 Samuel, it happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged them and besieged Rabah. But David remained at Jerusalem. What? You know what David did? David sent someone else out to fight a battle that he was supposed to have been fighting. And he got comfortable now, and thought he had made it, he thought he had arrived, and now I'm the king and I don't have to go out and slay giants anymore. But listen, this was the time of year that the king is supposed to be out doing battle. And instead what he was doing, he was there in that moment and he was there and he allowed this thing called complacency to pull him back. And that is the very thing that led him to step into the things that he was now doing. He was at one time killing giants, slaying them, cutting their heads off. And now he couldn't control himself long enough to make a rational decision to flee from the enemy. It began with complacency. That's where it started at. I mean, it, it, it is, you know, we're in like vacation season, and those are things, they're awesome. And, you know, and like everybody's posting pictures nowadays. And sometimes, don't you hate social media? Everybody's posting their pictures of they at the beach and you at work. Come on, man, they're out there enjoying the sunshine, toes in the sand, you know, and, 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 and you know what I'm talking about. And that's good, and I, I try not to get bitter, but, but you know, I, you know th- th- those are great. But you're not supposed to stay on vacation all year long. You're not supposed to live there. You're not supposed to stay there. And and you're not supposed to live in that place. This guy who was once writing praise songs and dancing on the sides of a hill now is committing adultery and killing people. Because he pulled back and he allowed complacency to come in. And listen, again, that vacation, the rest times that God calls us into are so important. And we step in and we enjoy and we, 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 we celebrate those things. But listen, you're not supposed to live there. If you stayed on vacation year, all year long, you know what you'd be, bro, fat. Y'all know until you, you eat all the time when you're on the, when, you, when you when you're on vacation, man. You spend way more money than you got, and, and you just be broke, fat. Just you would be it'd be a bad thing because you're not supposed to live there. That's not how you're supposed to do life. You're supposed to go on vacation, but you're not supposed to stay on vacation. So forget the things behind you. Stop looking back. Start looking ahead. And the third and final one this morning is this: is that we do this. We pursue. Hear this. Pursue the mark. Yeah, we got to pursue the mark. He said to press toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. This word "to press" enters to press towards. It means that to, we are called to pursue. We can't sit back and just be on cruise control. We can't just sit back and relax. I'm. I'm it's wild, man. Like the older I'm getting, like the more I want to sit on my couch. Come on, somebody. That's just the truth, man. Some of y'all, I'm young and I like to do this. It's okay. I mean, that, that's good. And, uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm realizing I'm about to be a grandparent this week. <clears throat> Come on, somebody. Yeah, it's coming. it coming. It won't be long. And, and I'm about to be a grandparent. And I love it. And, I, and it's just exciting. And like, you know, when you're younger, you like to get out and you like to do stuff. You like to hang out. You like to do stuff. The older I'm getting, like, more like to sit on the couch. I lay there, man, and watch watch TV, man. I mean, I'm just finding that. But listen, we cannot do that spiritually. I don't want my grandkids to remember me that I was the one who sat on the couch. I want my my grandkids to remember me that I'm the one who led them into the battlefield and that I was the one who stepped in and who helped them create an atmosphere and who taught them the word of God, who played a part in leading them into the presence of who Jesus is. And that cannot happen when we get complacent. It happens when we recognize that we have to continue to pursue. We have to continue to press in toward the mark. We have to continue to go after God with everything that we have, with everything that's within us. You have to pursue him. You have to pursue him, and you have to have this passion for him. It never stops. It should never end. And passion is not an emotion. It's a decision that we make, and we pursue him. We go after God. 33 years ago, this this little lady right here in the front row who was up here singing on the stage a few moments ago, 33 years ago, man, I began to pursue her. I began to go after her, man. I I was like doing my stuff, man. I was showing her. Man, I was doing it, man. Wrote some notes and folded them up and handed them to her in the hallway between class. Pursued her. We started dating. She got smart and started hanging out with me. <laughs> I remember, though, a 16-year-old kid, a little boy, a little paper boy, young man, talking on the phone to her. We didn't text back then. There wasn't no such thing. We used to talk to people. It was so cool. Loved it. Man. It was incredible, man. I'm serious. Try that sometime. That's funny, but that's true, man. Talk to people that you, you care about. And I, I, we used to have this phone that had a cord attached to it, and it would run into the wall. And depending on who my conversation was with, man, I took the con- I took the phone and walked into my room, slid that cord underneath the door, shut the door behind me. Sugger. I wasn't that good. I really wasn't. I was like, "Hey, how you doing? I love you." But you don't know, remember, man. I remember it was like time to go and daddy's knocking on the door son get off the phone You've been there long enough my parents were involved it's good parents do that it was like you hang up baby you know what I'm talking about alright nah you hang up Now I'm serious this time I'm gonna count to three We're hanging up. One, two, three. Stay there, ain't you, girl? You can't get enough of me. You know why, man? I loved her. I pursued her. Cool thing is that 33 years I learned that you can't stop doing that. And I hope that you, if you're in a relationship, you haven't done that. But you know what's happened a lot of times in our relationship with God early on? He pursued him. Every time, man, you got, you got down for prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I can't hang up. I can't hang up, man. I, I, I want to hang out here for just a few more minutes. And now it's like, man, I got to go, go pray for a few minutes. What kind of relationship is that? Yeah. In scriptures we see that this is how God works. We pursue him, and he pursues us. Bible uses words like seeking. He seeks after us and we seek after him. And this is how a relationship can get real weird real quick. When only one person is seeking. That's called stalking. (laughs) God doesn't want to stalk you. He He wants to walk with you. his plan from the beginning. Yeah. He created them in the garden, and it said that they walked together in the cool of the day. That was always the plan. Somewhere along the way, Adam and Eve, man, it wasn't about that apple. Yeah. It was about it was about the moment when they thought, man, you know something; those walks aren't really that important. Yeah that's really not that big a deal that you know something man I can do this on my own I don't really have to have him to teach me good and evil I don't have to have him teach me to, You know, I can do this thing on my own I can become and I can get to this level and I can do it that my way I can do it how I want to do it listen that's where it began for them you know what that looks like you know what that is it's complacency and it, And it's what happens when, when we no longer seek after and pursue, chase after, spend time with Him. It's real easy to pull back, real easy to get real comfortable, get real complacent. When's the last time? when's the last time that you pursued him this altar call is different today because some of you are like you know before it's been like depression pretty good not too bad rejection I had that but man I'm over that I don't like to respond to this one I responded to my own altar call this week in my time with God This is how he he told me to open this up today. Is there a time in your life when you loved and pursued him more than you do right now? If there is, man, please, today, don't allow complacency to keep you from his presence. Because complacency will lead you ultimately to captivity. We see it throughout scripture, and you're like, man, it's no big deal. I can take it back and pull it back. And what is it? What is this mark? He said to pursue the mark, he said to press toward the mark. And I'm like, man, if I, for so long, I used to think, man, what's the mark? And I heard someone, man, who pulled this verse this into like 30 years ago. Matter of fact, me and Angel were together when this lady said this. We're in a concert, a Christian concert. you know what the mark is? The mark is found just a couple of verses before that. And it's in Philippians chapter 3, and it's verse 10. And verse 10 says this. It says that I may know him. Yeah. Yeah. I used to tell you, man, the mark is like, man, having a church and having a lot of people and having multiple services. But that ain't a Mark. That's not the mark. Those are byproducts of the mark. Those are byproducts of things that, that when I get to know him, things happen. You see God move. He the thing like the mark was sign, the wonder, the miracle. No, it's just the like more we get to know him, the more we get to see him, the more we get to see him work and do things in our life. That's how he does it. And he said this, this is the mark that we pursue him, that we know just stand, please. If you, as you stand, I want you to immediately step out from your seat this morning. I want you to just get this kid with God this day. If, if if you can, if you can say, man, you know, there's something, there was a time I pursued Him more than I pursue Him right now. Don't wait on somebody don't on me to like count to three because i'm not gonna do that I'm, not doing it. I'm not gonna like beg you to come today Listen, if there's been a time in your life where you loved him and you pursued him more than you do today Listen, this is what you need to do You need to get out of your seat You need to come to this altar and you need to get on your face and you need to get with god again And you need to say man. No, listen, listen you hang up. No you listen It's subtle It's subtle. The giant's not going to step out and cuss your God and right in front of you and challenge you to come face it and take it out. But you have to recognize when it's at work. You have to recognize that he's in front of you and that he's trying to pull you back. and pursue the mark. God, I just want to know you more, Lord. God, I want to know you more, Lord. As a worship team minister today, if you want to know God more, if you want to know him more, I encourage you during this time to get with God. Well, compare right now to what God wants to do in you today to a previous move listen it may look totally different say God what do you want to do right now in me what do you want to do in my life today God I want to know you Lord I want to know you God just get with him there's others that should be here there's others that should be in this altar Don't let complacency keep you. During this moment, during this time, I always want you to just pursue His presence. Go after Him. (laughs) And watch the collision that will take place as you seek Him and He seeks you. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.